Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast. We go over actionable tips that have served my business well over the last 30 years, and hopefully they'll be beneficial to you too. Hey, this is Brian Jump. Welcome to the SAI Million Dollar PDR Podcast, coming to you live recorded from Hanalei Bay, Kauai. And... Uh, yeah, it's nice to be here. It's nice to be out of uh, the 50-degree weather, 40-degree weather in California, which for some people, they'd be thinking, hey, who's bitching about that? That's freaking spring-summer weather in some places. I know we're just spoiled. We're used to having 70s by this time of year. It's almost spring break for a lot of the, the pups out there getting ready to take their student breaks and go out and be silly. But uh, with the crap ton of rain and snow blizzards and record... Uh, weather yeah it's not exactly uh what we the taxes we pay in our state for exactly because we have traffic um we have a lot of other things that other places don't have and uh when you don't get the one thing that you're counting on which is weather then some people get kind of pissy so yeah it was nice to step on a bird with the lady fly across the pacific five and a half hours Hit a few bumps along the way, but no big thing. And uh, land in paradise for a quick four-day little turnaround. Take in some vitamin D, have some good food, good company, met some fun people, and uh, just some beautiful sights. Right now we're, we're about 50 yards from water's edge. I don't know if you could hear the surf in the background. Uh, it's longboard surf today. It's early in the morning. Um, probably one to two with an occasional three just little bubblers no no uh no barrels for sure at least not too many uh air temps about 71 humid scattered clouds some waterfalls in the background looks like a scene out of jurassic park if you want to know what picture i'm painting i'll try to i will i'll put some photos up on uh on our instagram if you want to check it out but Anyway, we also had a visitor come by. Uh, I believe his name was Eddie. Hopefully I'm not butchering that. Uh, sorry, missed you, bro. I didn't know you were coming by. Uh, apparently a longtime listener of the pod. One of our four listeners, JK. Um, but uh, I do appreciate that. Sorry we didn't know you were coming by. We would have had, had a little more of a, a welcoming event for you. Uh, give you a tour of the studio and what we do there with the students and everything. That would have been a lot of fun. But uh, nonetheless... Um, hopefully we'll get another chance to, uh, to meet up with you and, uh, and show you what, what we do here. Um, AKA there. But anyway, today, uh, also I had a longtime listener, uh, hit me up, I believe former student and one that had some, I asked him what we could do, uh, for content, what he wanted to hear. And he gave me a pretty good list. One of the things was, uh, insurance, I believe more related to hail, um, and I was going to talk about hail anyway, so I'm going to all touch on insurance and also hail because pretty much the season's just about here. Um, we say April, May, but there's always tornadoes this time of year. It was a huge swath of tornadoes and weather uh, last week. If you guys follow the weather patterns and hail, um, probably given to you courtesy of California from all of our crap just heading east. And then the heat coming up from the Gulf and the cold from the north. You know, Papa heat, Mama, Mama freezing, and then, you know, what you get, you get granizo. So, um, 
so yeah we'll get on to that uh before i do uh recap of last week we had a student uh who's coming back this week as well his name is shane 25 year body tech guys a whiz he uh he he's got mad skills out of the gate i wish i had that kind of um that foundation um he just he knows how to read metal he knows how to repaint he can polish i mean he just he understands it it's just like having a professor come in and trying to teach him one more bit of of english or something and i mean this guy is just just absolutely off the charts and i mean probably a top 10 of all time which says a lot when you've trained thousands of students so but the funny thing about it is and i can't quite put my finger on it um he's not really satisfied he's pretty upset that he's not getting dense perfect which yeah that's important but it, right when i told him out of the gate the main thing that you should be thinking about is not not quality it's it's about it's about attaining the skills right you can't do the work without having the skills first it doesn't work the other way around hey i'll do great work and then i'll get the skills no that's not the path so so and he's teachable he's very humble he's no attitude not arrogant whatsoever all ears even with which is which once again that's another rare, rare characteristic somebody's got 25 years under their belt you would think they'd be a little bit know-it-all but not not this not this cat not shane not shano um but uh like i said i kind of wish he'd pull back the reins just a little bit on the on the work ethic uh mindset because he just it's actually holding him back um right now he literally could go out and work all his work wouldn't be great but most of it would and he literally could go out and start doing door dings and medium-sized dance and even some larger stuff uh he understands glue pulling is good at it he he knows how to push creases body lines sharps um is he as fast as some of us no but but he's getting them done you know and eventually his speed will, will come together but yeah he just i don't know it's just um it's just a little surprising, like I said, that, that he wouldn't be accepting of the kind of work that's coming out. But he doesn't, not, he doesn't have the perspective as a trainer like I do, or even other techs who have seen crappy work and know what true crappy work is versus pretty darn decent work, you know, slash good. So I'm hoping the second week he comes back, I'll be back in town uh, tomorrow to train him and for the last week. And let's hope that he can just be more accepting you know, have a more peaceful mindset and, and take in the, uh, uh, just the good, decent work and, and then bring that back home, which that's a whole nother thing right now. He, he was working for a big box body shop and he's got signed on for another one. It, as anybody near our business knows, it's really hard to find auto body techs. So he's got another job set up. I think he had an injury or something, but he, uh, I don't know. To me, it's kind of a waste because it doesn't start a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of money to start a mobile setup which he could do immediately when he gets back. Um, and he's a triple threat. I mean, think about it, guys. He can, he can do bumpers, he could do spots, and now he can do PDR. It's like, pff, why would you, with all those skill sets, unless somebody was going to bring you in and already had the work all set up for you, why would you go work for a body shop? I mean, he's going to make less than I pay my guys out here, my dent guys, my paint guys, and he's going to be doing more work. He's going to work harder for it. So it's like, all right, wait a minute. You know, if I had... If I had a guy like him out here, I'd have to pay him some damn good money because, I mean, that's golden goose right there. You know, hey, can you do the, but yes. Can you paint the, yes. Can you blend, you bet. Can you push out this 12 foot crease, you bet. Okay, all right, golden goose. Golden, golden goose gets the golden eggs, right? So anyway, so we'll see what happens. Um, like I said, I hope I can turn him around and give him a different, 
different point of view, different mindset, so he can uh, he can be more accepting of his skills and get to work. So on that note, let's talk about uh, today's um, topic: hail. So, hail probably the quickest way to become a millionaire in the PDR game. Um, a lot of people like to talk about it. Um, it's tough to have a fixed brick and mortar in the hail game because of the weather changing. You're not going to typically have hail every year in any one spot consistently. That's the, that's the bummer. So if you want to be a major player, and I will talk about some. I, if you get in the game, you, you tend to learn a lot about, about the big boys. Um, then you need to be mobile, you know, which kind of sucks. I mean, take them somebody with me that's got a fixed location. It, you know, I'm spoiled. I sleep in my bed at night. I get to see the wife. I get to have good food, pet the dog. You know, there's routine. And that comes with a price. And yeah, we can do retail and some wholesale with that arrangement. But if I want to do hail, even if I'm in Dallas or Cheyenne, Wyoming or Carolinas, you're not always going to get hail every year. So, so if you're truly are going to want to get your teeth into hail and you want to knock out a couple million in a few years, get ready to have a truck, trailer, all the requirements that, that will get you to that, that, that wonderful rainbow with the unicorns jumping over it. So in the pot of gold with the leprechaun at the base of it. Picture that. It's a beautiful sight. Um, not as beautiful as what I'm looking at, but nonetheless beautiful. So, hail. let's get into it. There's what I like to call several categories. Retail, to me, is the best. That's uh, the biggest opportunity, which I'll dive into in a little bit. There's wholesale. Wholesale meaning you're going to do it for either working as a sub under a body shop um, or for dealerships, which, as you might imagine, you're going to be getting paid crumbs for what it's actually worth. And then there's uh, like semi-retail, which is where you're going to be a subcontractor for other retail organizations. And once again, not getting too good of money for that, uh, typically because of a lot of reasons. So that being said, um, let's get into the first one. Um, actually, no, let's work it backwards. So let's say you're retail, uh, and you're getting subcontracted out for a retail organization like Dent Masters or some of these other guys out there. Um, What's the other one? U.S. Hail or something? I can't remember. There's a, there's a bunch of them. But when I was out a couple of years ago, pre, right at the beginning, actually pandemic, in the middle of it. Um, and then before that, I went out a few years before that out in Colorado. I, I tend to kind of get into the hail game every couple of years just to keep my feet wet, learn the processes, see things change, the tools. And it just I think it makes you a better technician. If you just... All you do is door dings, all you do is big dance, but if you don't cross over into some other stuff, I think you're limiting yourself. I think you're not, I mean, these guys that do these kind of things every day, the big dent guys or the hail guys, they just by human nature will default to improving on their, their craft. So if you don't delve into that and go shoulder to shoulder with these guys, you won't learn. They're not just going to open up their freaking books and show you all these, these secret processes and such you need to actually be be there at the front lines of the war and fighting you know shoulder to shoulder and then they'll open up the door and show you some stuff um so subcontracting for for a retail uh, organization so pros and cons let's get in let's get after it so let's go for one of the cons you're not going to get paid that much and what's not that much i'm talking i've seen as low as five percent usually not more than 40 or 50 percent average probably right around 20 30 percent and I know that sounds low, and yeah, it is. And why? Because a lot of guys, who are the guys that take this kind of money? They're from Russia. Um, they're from Brazil. 
those are probably the two most popular destinations right now guess how many russians are getting in here legally at least yeah that's right none because of the war so so if you're russian or ukrainian you're trying to get in it's damn hard so you're either going to try to squeeze in through mexico or canada but so there's a there's a glut so that means there's going to be more opportunities for other national techs here in the united states to get get paid a little better but that doesn't mean they're going to get paid better. I mean, don't think you're going to get 70, 80%. You're not. That's how these organizations make so much money because they pick subs up. They're broke. They spent all their money the season before. The wife, you know, went out and bought a nice new purse and a big-ass piece of jewelry. And he went out and got a nice, you know, F450 with a Banks turbo on it, lift. And then all of a sudden they realize, oh, shit, it's January and we're broke. I need to go out to the hail trail again and I'll take whatever offer I can get. So guess what they do? And they end up whoring themselves out for 10%, like my buddy Ibrahim did for a season, living in his car, had to sell everything, had to walk away from his his condo, and and basically was flat-ass broke. And it's, I won't get into why he spent the money or where he spent it. If, if I told you that, you'd get a better idea and you'd understand a little bit more of how it's a little more acceptable and how you could even be into that situation. But nonetheless, it's uh, it could happen. So, so yeah, he worked for a place in Mississippi, getting roughly between five and 10% for about three months, finally made enough money to buy himself a vehicle and get out of the one that he was basically had stolen. It was a rental car that he stopped making payments on and then turned that back in, got himself a down payment, got himself a truck, a trailer, and then started doing his own stuff. But it was a grind for him. I mean, we're talking 12 to 18 hours a day, pushing big ass tents. But guess what? He attained some skills that like no other. Everybody else was walking away. The Russians, some of the Brazilians, a lot of people, some Americans, he stayed there on in Mississippi in the early part of the season, one of the first storms with Dent Masters. And yeah, they abused him. He was like a freaking wicked, uh, wicked stepchild. But nonetheless, was that a little piccolo or something there? That was cute. Um, so yeah, so anyway, so if you want to get abused, you don't mind making money, you want to work long hours, being a sub for a retail operation is a great idea. Now, what's the pros? The pros are you're going to get skills. And yeah, that hey, people pay to have skills, right? You're getting them for free. But you're getting for free at the tax of not being paid what you're worth. All right, so that's the other thing. So, so you can get skills, but it's just going to come at the price of your time. And your time is not free, even though a lot of people think it is. Unless you don't value yourself at all and you think that you're going to be immortal. So... So yes, you're going to gain skills and you're also going to get a bird's eye view to how these operations run. If you really keep your eyes open, you can see what they're charging. Although a lot of times if they're smart, they try to hide it from you because they don't want you to think you're not getting your due. Oh no, we only got $2,000 for their car when it was actually 8000 That way, you know. So a lot of times they won't show you the actual invoice or the estimate because, if, especially if you're being paid a percentage off it, they're going to give you like, you know, they're going to cook the books on you basically. So expect that. But like I said, skills and you're going to get a front a front row show to how to run a retail operation and that's what my, my buddy Ibrahim and several of my other friends have done former students even and then all of a sudden guess what they're kicking ass you know the next season or, or halfway into that season they got enough money they can go out and do their own thing if they so choose a lot of people don't a lot of people are completely happy working for somebody else they want to just chill out and they don't really care about making the top money but when I tell you what the top money actually is You'll see what I'm talking about and you'll say, okay, you know what, there's, there's something here. Okay, so that's subbing for retail, okay? Now, you can also sub for a body shop. Subbing for a body shop is a little bit more friendly because they can pay as much as 
usually not down below about 40. Okay. The second thing is they'll probably do the RNI, which the retail uh, sub situation, you're going to be doing the RNI too, which is another con, by the way, unless you like doing, doing, uh, doing RNI, which I don't, and most PDR techs don't either. So, so subbing for a body shop, you usually get steady work. You're usually indoors. It's climate controlled, so it's better than working in a tent for, for some of these other retail sub situations because they put up these mobile tents in these towns. Um, and you get paid regularly. They usually have a little more stability. So there's no, there's no games typically, although body shops can play games just like any. I knew I was working alongside a guy named Judd years ago in Colorado, and he had a body shop out of uh, Texas that he was on the phone with twice a day trying to get his last like $8,000 that the guy was just trying to screw him over on, which sucked. Um, you know, because he left, and once he left, he lost his leverage. So, anywho. Um, so there's auto body. Better, better weather, better temperature, better conditions. Usually a little more stable pay and a higher percentage. Okay, but those jobs are a little bit harder to get for a lot of reasons. Okay, so there, there you go. There's your, your retail subs. Um, what if you subcontract for, for uh, dealerships? Um, typically, they won't give you that much of facility. They don't pay for nothing. I mean, they can often pay you what a route tech would get paid to do a car, yet you're doing hail. So unless you're trying to get really good on pushing hail dents, there's usually just about zero reason to go to be a PDR tech and do hail for a dealership, unless they happen to pay you good money. And I think I can count on one finger how many times I've seen a dealership pay a subcontractor uh, good money. Now that doesn't mean a dealer can't pay you good money, especially on the newer cars. And if you listen to this podcast long enough, you heard the story where I did over a hundred grand in a month for a dealer um, out in Iowa during the pandemic. So it's possible, but it's not probable because they're dealers and their job is to screw over as many people as they possibly can and squeeze every damn penny while keeping the profits and not paying anything back to the others. So some to consider. Um, and then lastly, my favorite full on retail operation. Uh, I'll give you some examples. I know of one company, there's two guys, they're buddies. The dad taught the son how to run a retail operation and they average anywhere between six and 10 mil a year. Yeah, you heard me right, six and 10 million a year. Uh, both the partners are dent techs. Both the partners don't push any dents during the season whatsoever. They, if you know how to manage it right, there's no reason for, for you to be pushing dents. And that pretty much goes in any part of our, our industry but especially so with hail. So I'm knocking myself because at, in my studio, I still push dents. So that should tell you something about my management skills. I should be better and I own it, but I own that fact. But, um, but yeah, six to 10 million. I know several companies that do, do similar numbers, maybe some are one to four and it's mostly profit. Um, like I said, um, I also know a brother and brother-in-law duo out of Tennessee who have one trailer. They only usually just do one storm site at a time and they've got it set up and they'll usually do anywhere between 400 and 800 and they'll do two or three, three of those storm sites a year. They'll start, you know, early to mid spring and they'll wrap up usually fall. So they're not, they're working, what is that? Like seven months out of the year, probably not bad to be doing, you know, a mill plus. Um, which is probably in their pocket about a half mil to, to three quarters of a mil each, um, which are, aren't mind-blowing numbers, 
but if you went and looked at the Dent Master guys, saw how they do it, their main thing is, for both these guys, it's location, location, location. They will rent a spot in a parking lot. They'll put up a tent and or their trailers, and then they'll use subs. Um, the Dent Masters guys, like I said, don't do, do dents. The brothers, um, one of them does, and then one of them just does the estimates inside the trailer, and then they use subs around him, and it seems to work out pretty good for those guys uh, either way, but both of them kind of work off the same principle where they're not doing much advertising. They just set up in a town where a major hail event happened and they buy a, a spot of the park. They rent a spot. Let's say it's a Harbor Freight or a Walmart or a, a shopping mall. They know, they know how to secure a short-term lease. They throw mega money at it. You know, we're talking five to 10 grand a month for, you know, 20 parking spots and that's it. And that's it. And that's how it works. And you know, it's it's pretty amazing that the amount of money that these guys garner um, off of these, uh, you know, basically just setups, these pop-up stores, you know, I mean, it's insane. Uh, and and the, the, the main, main takeaways for you guys, if you're like, oh, man, I'd like to get my teeth into some of that. Okay. A, you, you have to understand how Hales ran. Okay. You have to know where to get text from, albeit that's not that hard. Okay. You probably need to pay them pretty low, low percentages. I'm talking 20 or 30%. If you, if you pay them 50 or more, you're not going to make a whole lot, a lot of money unless you're pushing alongside. That's just the way it is. And that's what Dent Masters figured out. They can't pay their guys 50, 60, 80%. Not a chance. They just won't make the margins. And it makes sense, especially when you're paying rent, especially when you got other fixed costs that, that are going to be attributed. Um, you're doing car washes, you're doing detailers, you got to buy parts. You know, on and on and on. Somebody's got to pay for that. So, and that's usually staff. You know, either the guys or, or they're paying somebody. They're paying a little, little assistant manager or whatever. So, there you go. That's basically it. So, you've got cheap labor. You've got pretty expensive rent, but zero advertising costs. And I really do mean that. Zero advertising. I mean, I've seen them run some Facebook ads from time to time. And there's some tricks that I could go into on that. But they generally don't need to. And then the last thing is, is a very, very rock-solid referral program. They know how to take one or two clients and turn that into 15. You know? And if you do good work, people will sing the praise and they'll refer you, but you have to, you have to ask for it. And you have, there's a systematic way to get those referrals. So it's leverage. So you bring them in with the great spot there that's on a high-traveled area that has a lot of eyeball. And then you hook them, you, you set the hook, you start doing the... Uh, the repairs and then you get the referrals and then the machine's rocking and then you're blinking your eye and you're you know 400 500 grand in a couple months and those numbers are they're not insane they're not outliers those are kind of normal normal numbers so that's retail now in uh, accordance to the request from the podcast listener asking me about how to get insurance leads how to work with insurance how to get get on their preferred list there's a couple different ways but let me, let me say this first and foremost. If you had the choice between knowing the system and having a good system to bring in retail versus insurance, take retail customers all day long for hail. It's a little different for retail uh, PDR slash retail bodywork. That's a different thing because there's steering that goes on on both sides of the fence. But when there's a major hail event, so many people don't view it like normal auto body. They're like, oh, this is hail damage. And then all of a sudden these hail guys are there and then they're more open to using us versus a normal accident with a dent and a scratch. Then they still think it's normal 
auto body and then they're into that normal systematic let's go to the body shop kind of approach and then especially when their their agent or the adjuster starts to steer them a lot of people don't question it they think just like a lot of people think dealers are the best place to take their car for service they think listening to their insurance agent and going to a big box body shop is the best for their auto body repair when if you've been in this business both those questions the both those statements are false so so that's that so but let's just assume that you want to get insurance even though you may or may not have the retail marketing skills at your side in your tool belt so number one what can you do there's preferred lists with state uh, state farmers had it i believe they still do the fact that i don't even know tells you how much i value it but state farm at one time had a preferred vendor list you could you could enroll to i believe geico does um, I believe Farmers does. There may be more. You can check out all the major insurance, go to their websites and see if they have a vendor enrollment program to get on. Um, I don't think it's worth that much, to be honest with you. And, and let me tell you another little secret in the room. Once you get your retail program going and you've got, let's say, 10 people that have come to you and maybe two of those were from, were from one major insurance, if there was no complaints and those got done fast and the customers were happy, guess what's going to happen with that local adjuster? He's trying to process claims. He's going to send you more. You're going to get more business. And it's not because he doesn't want to send them to ABC Body Shop down the street that, that, that he's drinking buddies with. ABC Body Shop's locked up, and he's a lot slower than, in processing cars than you are because he's probably doing a lot of conventional or he's subbing or whatever else, right? So it, it's kind of a weird thing, but it's the chicken with the egg, but you need two chickens instead of a chicken and an egg. If you do the cars for insurance, you'll get more cars from insurance. But if you don't have any cars from insurance and you're trying to get cars from insurance, that's the long road. That's what I'm trying to say. So, yeah, you could, you could even have a sales rep. And I've done this. You could have a sales rep going out, knocking on doors, knock, knock, knock. Hey, Mr. Adjuster, how are you? I'm Dent Repair Company, USA 5000. And uh, we do hail. We're here in town in, in Nashville. And, and uh, we love to serve your customers. Great. Great. I appreciate that. It may work. It may not. Okay. It depends on, on the severity of the storm, how, how overworked the other opportunities are. And then at that point if there's really a need. And then once he's had a couple customers come through, he might bring you some work. But by and large, the best marketing I've ever seen is just go get the customers yourself. Once insurance sees that you do good work, they'll start steering you more because they just need a viable alternative. To go knocking at the door first and not proving anything, it, it's tough, it's tough. They, they don't care, they're not compensated and you're not gonna compensate them. That's bribery and they're not gonna take it, they could lose their license. So then what do you do? Not much. You basically just just do what I told you to do, hopefully, and that's go get the retail customers on your own end. So marketing for insurance, it's possible. It's a long road. It doesn't pay pay off, in my opinion, unless you take an extraordinary effort of sales, you know, and, and couponing and, and point of sale bullshit and all that. So what I recommend is is just I'm just watching this kid on a wave just ate shit hard. Um it's just to, to hit it hard with these people and repeat, repeat, repeat until they know who you are and you just create a relationship and then you'll get some work. But don't forget, a lot of these insurance companies have DRPs and they are by contract supposed to send their customers to the Calibers of the world or the Gerbers or whatever. So then there's nothing wrong with that. But what you should think about is, is how can I, I clip these guys off before they even get to that point? And for Hale, it's not that hard. It just truly isn't. All you got to do is is basically start advertising. We're not advertising. Get your spot set up. Get your, your trailer out there with the large sign on it, you know, hail repair. And people are driving by. They're going to come in. 
and and that'll be it. And then the machine's starting to turn over and over and over. It's like a perpetual money machine. Last thing I will say, and there's there's lots of little pieces to this to this business. And and even on that note, sidebar, I'm gonna take a dirt road real quick here, like I like to do. <clears throat> it's not easy, guys. It's not it, hail repair for most of us who've been doing it. It's easy, but huh? Yeah, I know. We, we'll even five. So the main thing that's not easy is that you've got to understand that you're not just pushing hail, you're buying parts, you're cleaning the cars, you're dealing with a customer, they got to get into a rental, you got to deal with adjuster, you got to get approvals, supplements. There's a lot of moving pieces. It's not just you're just pushing dents with your headphones on every day. That's what's called a sub. But if you're going to run a retail organization, you have to be able to do all that stuff. Okay? But the money is good, I will tell you that, overall. But you've just got to wear a lot of hats, and it can be stressful sometimes. So it's not just a walk in the park to get your millions. I mean, you're going to be working for it. You know, when I made that 100000 plus in Iowa a couple of years back, I was putting in 12 to 14, I think even a couple of 15-hour days. You know, those cars were beat. They were $10,000 cars that I was doing for roughly five to six. So, so know that. It was just, it was pretty insane. So, but it was worth it in the long run. I do appreciate it that the business I got from that dealership and all the money we made. So anyway, that's it guys. There's your, uh, hail preview for the 2023 season. I gave you the basic blueprint on how to, how to make millions. It's not that hard to do. Um, but you have to take an effort. You have to have a little bit of money and you have to basically know how to get some text, which is not that that's the easy part. You know, just knowing where the hail is verifying it's good hail that you want. That's pushable. And then setting up, a good location, not an average one, a good one. If you can't find a good one, go to another spot. Don't settle. Because if you sink your teeth into a hardcore lease and you're not making that much money, what's the point? You're just burning cash and time. You know, move on to the next storm. Get there early. You know, the customers won't be even ready for you to, to start doing their repairs, but you'll have the lease and the spot secured. And that's the number one thing. When there's a hail event, get there within 24 to 48 hours. Find the best spot, secure it. That's what the pros do. They, may, they won't even start pushing, pushing uh, dents for like another week or two. But they've got the spot set up and they're ready to rock and roll. So anyway, that's it. I love you guys. I appreciate your earballs and your eyeballs. Please uh, mention any of the grandmothers once again. Um, rate and review us. If you do that on Spotify and Google Podcasts, wherever you catch your pods, we'll get more distribution. That way I can get more things uh, and more content, better content for you guys so anyway appreciate all you guys man thanks so much i think i ran a little bit long on this one that's about 30 minutes coming to you live from the shores of Hanalei bay and Kauai. peace out we'll catch you on the next sai million dollar pdr podcast you have anything to say you want to say bye-bye nope i got nothing all right see you guys